Hello out there and welcome. Thank you for tuning in with us. You are listening to the one and only TNT, the Great British Wrestling Podcast for Great British Wrestling. I am your host, the Great British Attacku, Mr. Andrew Moore, aka Duckman. Unfortunately, our tribal chief is not here with us this week. He has been sent back to the performance center. We'll see how he gets on. However, of course, with me today is the heart and soul of TNT. He is the pro wrestling t-shirt champion of the world, Big Daddy Dan, Mr. Daniel Allen. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and I have been very lucky because... We have a sister podcast called My Big Fat Geek Life. My Big Fat Geek Life is also a Facebook group and we have a secret Santa. And I got a wrestling t-shirt from my secret Santa. Now, this secret Santa obviously knows me very well because he got the wonderful WWF logo. But I'm not talking WWF as in wrestling. I'm talking WWF as in a panda with a WWF logo underneath. But with a second panda about to whack it with a steel chair from behind. The classic. I love it. And it turns out that my secret Santa this year was the great Utaku. Actually, it was my partner. But of course, I did have a helping hand. <laughs> <laughs> OK, my apologies to um, I'm not sure. Should I say a name online on a podcast? We'll go with Jay. <laughs> my um, thanks, Jay. It's awesome. And I love it. No, she was, uh, yeah, we, we had a good look around for a few bits and uh, we were just like, that one, I was like, I think he'd like that one. And she was like, <laughs> yeah, he would love that one. And that's why we um, picked that one Well, up. she's absolutely right, because I actually have that sticker on the back of my laptop when I'm DJing as well. I've got an ADHD done as the ACDC logo and I've got the pandas. There we go. Good old WWF. <laughs> Get the F out. <laughs> Get the F out. <laughs> oh as i said this is a great british wrestling podcast for great british wrestling and we had to bring you all the news from around the brit wrestling recap and review the latest nxt uk as well as provide you updates from british stars wrestling globally across the world first of all let's kick off with a few psa's it is that time of the year it is christmas it's time for us to feel a bit more charitable among ourselves and you know we urge you to look at uh wrestle kind uh set up by piper niven and uh jack jester jack jester over in scotland mm-hmm. uh, we urge you to and they can be found at wrestle kind that's at w-r-e-s-t-l-e-k-i-n-d uh we all still ask you to check out WrestleCare, uh, not run by famous wrestlers, uh, but just run by free blokes who love wrestling. And we can certainly relate to that because this podcast is not set up by wrestling professionals. No, just free guys who love wrestling. And uh, they are a uh, non-monetary charity, so they only accept gifts and they uh, help unfortunate children out there. Sorry, what was WrestleKind? That was for the homeless? 
WrestleKind support the homeless in Scotland and those in need. WrestleCare um, support children um, that require gifts because they're either in hardship or have health problems or mental health problems. And you can find WrestleCare on Twitter at Wrestle, W-R-E-S-T-L-E, Care, C-A-R-E. Indeed. Uh, next up are a couple of wrestling promotions actual wrestling promotions this time uh first of all we got rip tide wrestling uh now they had run in their rip tide drive uh this was in conjunction with the clock tower sanctuary which is a homeless shelter supporting people in the brighton and hove area uh and you can follow rip tide wrestling at rip tide r-i-p-t-i-d-e rest W-R-E-S. And as I say, uh, I'm sure they'd be glad to hear from you if you can help in any sort of way. Uh, the final charity uh, promotion, sorry, is Wrestle Island. And they are currently doing Hope for the Hungry, uh, helping out those um, uh, who are in unfortunate situations uh, by providing food and supplies for these guys. Uh, you can check out and follow Wrestle Island at at Wrestle Island, but this is at W R S T L E I S L A N D, and that's Wrestle Island. Uh, and you'll be hearing more about Wrestle Island in just a little while, and uh, this will give you extra reason and care to you know get in touch with these guys and see what you can do to help. Uh, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Finally, uh, we would like to promote uh, Andy Scott's new book, which you can get on pre-order now. And uh, that is London's, Lo London's Lovable Villain. And it's a true story of Chick Cock Cocky Knight, who was a wrestler in the 1930s. And... Uh, he has also got a current uh, petition going online also to get his uh, great uncle, uh, Chick Cocky Knight, a plaque on Hammersmith Bridge uh, because during at some point in the early 30s, he actually uh, helped save two people's life. Uh, who had fallen into the Thames and he jumped off Hammersmith Bridge and into the uh, Thames to save uh, both a young girl and a gentleman who had dived in to help a young girl but had got into trouble himself. Uh, he is also a triple lifesaver because during the war uh, in Gibraltar, he swam out to save a soldier who had uh, gotten caught in the tide. And... Uh, as I say, he was a uh, Hammersmith native and he was a wrestler in the 1930s, 40s and 50s. He was also a boxer. Uh, he uh, was one of the first wrestlers to perform on BBC television as well, uh, where he fought against a Canadian uh, wrestler. He was indeed. Now, the book is available to pre-order now. If you go to www britishwrestlersreunion.com britishwrestlersreunion.com 
um, and have a look on there. There is the pre-order information available. The book is available now. It will cost £12 plus £3.78 PMP, the paperback version, or for only £6, you can get it on Kindle. So, yeah, it is going to be a great read. My order is going in a little bit later today. Uh, remember to get two copies. I'll be getting my own copy, but yeah, if we can pick up a se- oh, actually, I'll pick up the second copy. Okie dokie. Oh, we'll talk and about why it. Why do we need a second copy? We will be giving away a copy of this in the new year. Uh, next week, we will be releasing our interview with Andy Scott, where he tells us all about his uncle, his father. Uh, his process behind the book, and then just some general history knowledge on the uh, British wrestling scene. This is a fantastic interview. We've been itching to release this interview because we did do it quite a while ago. Yeah. but uh, The great thing about this interview is you will get to hear stories from back in the day that you just don't hear about. Wonderful information about old wrestling posters, different things you used to see up there. Andy Scott's well worth following on Twitter. Um, we'll put a link up because his Twitter handle is... Um, very long. <laughs> yes. So follow us on Twitter, which is easy to find at... At TNTiesPod. And then we will see all of the links, as um, Andy's mentioned, to the book, the charities, and all the others. We will have those up there ready for you to see. And next week, you will have the interview released because uh, for the new year, we won't be recording an episode. But our first episode back in the new year will be an award show for this year. and uh, we'll be dropping things on Twitter and Facebook all the time because we want to get some nominations from you. We want to hear from you guys. We want to help get you guys to help us pick our winners. Uh, And myself, Daniel, and of course, Stephen, when he returns, we will each pick our individual winners and see if we can come to some sort of agreement. I very (laughs) much doubt it. (laughs) I will be voting for Orange Cassidy in every single thing. And I will be voting for Pretty Deadly in every single thing. <laughs> yeah, see? <sighs> see? I can do it too. I can do it too. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, we've got some uh, wrestling announcements to make now. Uh, some news from shows coming for you in the new year. First up is from SWW, which is Southwest Wrestling, and uh, they have two tournaments up and coming. Uh, their first show back is called Back to Reality and is on February the 27th. And they have, as I say, they have two upcoming tournaments. We have a Warriors Championship Classic, which is a all women's tournament uh we've got some absolutely fantastic names from the uh women's wrestling uh, scene in the uk from millie mckenzie armina lily maria may lucia lee la taylor shauna shea livy evo and Chantel Jordan. It's going to be a strong lineup there. 
Yeah, uh, Millie McKenzie, absolute fantastic wrestler, one of my favorites, uh, trained by the Bruiser Rate. Uh, Livy Evo is one of the biggest names on the uh, northern wrestling scene when it comes to women's wrestling. Lucia Lee, uh, many of you might recognize her as being one of the uh, one of the most vocal women during the Speaking Out incident, uh, as well as Maria May. Um, actually, I just realized uh, Wrestle Island are also helping Maria May uh, raise her money for her defense against, uh, I guess it's an anti-deflammatory... Anti-defamation lawsuit. Yes, uh, which I believe is headed up by Twat Leguero. Um, Obviously, we can't comment on ongoing lawsuits. However, I thoroughly agree with your description on that. And um, please do follow SWW Wrestling for more information and ways that you can help. Uh, sorry, that's Wrestle Island. Who sorry, follow Wrestle May. Island for yeah, that. some more information. So please do. They have a, a uh, what are those fun GoFundMe's? Mm. They have a GoFundMe which you can find directly on the Wrestle Island uh, Twitter page. So yes, please do because yeah, as you say, we can't really comment too much, but uh, as you say. That looks like it's going to be a fantastic tournament. They are some of the great names in women's wrestling, and we really look forward to that. And we will be uh, keeping an eye on uh, any more news we can bring you to when that tournament will kick off uh, and what and how it will kick off. Yeah. Uh, next up, they also have a tag team championship classic. Uh, they have. The Purists, Experiment in Terror, Project Killjoy, <laughs> C-I-R-K or Cyric, I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure how, uh, Chocolate Hoodlums, The Seven, The Billington Bulldogs, and one team yet to be announced. Uh, the only name I really know on there are the Billington Bull- Bull- uh, Bulldogs. Uh, they are the nephews to uh, the Tom Billington, the British Bulldog. Yep, Dynamite Kid, and uh, they were both trained by Marty Jones. Yep, so, uh, they are somebody definitely to keep an eye out for. When I saw them, it was about two years ago for Defiant Wrestling. Uh, they were both painfully small back then, uh, so. I'm sure they might have filled out within the last couple of years and they're certainly a team that are worth keeping an eye on because you could see their father, or sorry, their uncle in them. We're all filling out over Christmas, Andy. Oh, I, I, I mean, I was tiny when I was, uh, you know, what I say, uh, these guys are painfully thin. Uh, I can kind of say that when I was 21 years old, I was like 26 inches waist. So I was painfully thin. I was like a skeleton. Uh, I am now a nice, comfortable 32 inch waist. (laughs) Yeah, I'm currently a straining 38 inch waist. Um, I'm currently 250 pounds of solid something but you're a big lad as well you're much six foot three yeah much taller than myself i'm like five foot ten (laughs) 
Anyway, okay, who's up next? Uh, TNT Extreme Wrestling. Yeah, this one I'm quite looking forward to. Kings of the North, who are their undisputed champions. Uh, again, their open challenge early. So, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing who takes them on. Indeed, uh, I fear for whoever decides to take them on in my uh, tweet uh, I mentioned. Uh, you also have Lizzie Evo versus Alexis Falcon, and that's going to be for their Merseyside Massacre show, which is on the 30th of January. Fingers crossed. Uh, they also have on the next night, the 31st, is the TNT Ignition Show Breakout, which I guess mm-hmm. is kind of like that NXT because it's also yellow in brand and seems, <laughs> <to follow. laughs> and seems to feature their younger lads. Uh, you've got the tag teams Young Guns, who I saw a few times for Progress Wrestling. Uh, impressive. Typically used to. Uh, against a, a team that they were trying to elevate at the time within progress. So they were using the young uh, team as enhancement talent, but they were great young talent. And I see a bright future in their, in their future. Uh, Crash Boat is uh, who they are facing. I don't Whenever know. you read any of the wrestlers' biographies, one of the big things they will always say is that you learn best in front of a live crowd. And the British companies that have got training schools and aren't just using them as a money-making thing, they are using them to help the wrestlers by putting them in front of crowds, putting them in front of cameras. It makes a big, big difference to them, mm. and it's great work. It really is. Uh, you've also got a title shot briefcase match which between Solus and Uberman. Solus and Uberman. Or Oberman. I'm guessing Uberman. I think Oberman, I think it's going to be some kind of Viking thing. You think so? I was thinking maybe like the German Uber, Uberman. But that is with U, not an O. So it could be. It's been a long day. Your spelling is obviously somewhat. Um, have you been reading in Katana all day? I have. <laughs> For those of you that do not know, our great British otaku runs a fantastic, fantastic anime company. Um, they are called Kuru Media and they are well worth following online. And it's thanks to them that we are here doing this wonderful podcast. It is indeed. Also, with a little help from Bodyslam.net. Bodyslam.net, the best place for all of your wrestling news, not just Britress, Japan wrestling, Mexican wrestling, British wrestling. They've got interviews, they've got videos, they've got lots and lots and lots, and they have the premier British wrestling podcast, Tea and Ties. Indeed, just one of their many, many, many uh, podcasts available on Bodyslam.net. And yeah. Brilliant, brilliant shows, each and every one of them. Also on TNT Extreme Wrestling, looks something interesting, 7 p.m. tomorrow night, which I'm guessing it's going to be on Twitter. Uh, Simon Hill will be interviewing general manager Lycos, who has mm. recently unretired from being retired. He is back. 
to a fault. Well, he's going to be back wrestling. Uh, he made an appearance for Rev Pro the other week in Epic Encounters six, six. and made his bringing uh, with him kid like us too. Electric Boogaloo. Kid Like Us 2 um, is going to be quite interesting. I think maybe this is a tag team to help him get back into wrestling and give him a little bit of protection while he gets himself back physically capable. Yeah, I'm not quite sure if Kid Like Us is, uh, actual, is his actual son. Uh, I know he's probably definitely at least uh, his trainee because uh, the original Kid Like Us has been around for quite some time, uh, despite being very relatively young himself. But of course, in the uh, UK industry, we do, as we've mentioned earlier, sometimes uh, wrestlers get broken in very young at 15 to 16 uh, years old. And so I'm not quite sure about that. All I do know is Kid Like Us and Kid Like Us 2 made their uh, feelings known at uh, Epic Encounters 6, where they attacked uh, Michael Oku whilst feeding in some doubt into his mind regarding uh, his tag team partner, Connor Mills. Anyway, on to the next. Are we getting an interpromotional rivalry here? Uh, well, the whole UK scene has always been, you know, the, the companies don't typically work together often. Uh, and it's a shame that they don't, but they don't really typically work together huge amounts. So it's just more likely that Lycos is being uh, paid by both companies, independent contractors. They can be on multiple shows. Yep. Uh, but speaking of RevPro, uh, Epic Encounters 7 will be on the 27th of January. So when your Christmas hangover has just about finished, when your excitement for New Year's is beginning to peak, you can just chill in front of your television on Twitch, on Facebook and on YouTube and enjoy some kick-ass wrestling. Indeed, some great British wrestling. Uh, the Rev Pro have done a fantastic job with each of the Epic Encounters series so far. I love the whole feel of the way they've handled this pandemic era. Uh, it feels like a fight club. It feels like an underground wrestling company. It's, it's really worked for them. And they've put on some great matches. They've had great talent to work with. Uh, but they've had some great matches there. And uh, Epic Encounters 7 doesn't look like it'll be any different. Uh, three matches announced so far. We've got Gideon Gray versus the Rev Pro Contenders Division, JJ Gale. Uh, Gideon Gray, uh, head of the Legion. And mm. he's brought with him Sky Smithson. Who will team? Who will be teaming with Zan Phoenix? I wish they would use some easier names to pronounce. Versus <laughs> 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 Elshaw and Jamie Hater. Uh, so you sound just like Taz there. Yeah. Sky Did you hear that this Jackson. week? I missed this one. Which one was Taz moaning about? Uh, Taz was moaning about 
Tesha. Um, I'm afraid I can't remember the lady's surname because I haven't watched Dark, I only read it online. Um, and he kept describing her with a different name. She called him out about it afterwards. And he was like, well, if you give a name that's difficult to pronounce, that's very similar to two other wrestlers' names, I will struggle, but I am in the wrong. He said this in the most um, Taz way possible. Um, but yes. Yeah, so Sky Smithson and Zan Phoenix. And finally, my favourite matchup of the night, or which will be for sure, because it was my favourite matchup on Epic Encounters 1, Bobby Tyler will be going back up against Aaliyah James, one of our favourites. Well, two of our favourites. Yeah, two of our favourites, but one of them more favourite than the other. Yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> we love Olivia James. We really yeah. do. All three of us do. We do, yeah. Uh, she made her debut on NXT UK uh, recently. She's been used as an husband talent. But from what you've been able to see of her, you can already see why we are so high on her. And you can check her out uh, against Bobby Tyler. And they will be, they'll be free to have a uh, back and forth match so you'll get to see a bit more of her on this one so we we highly recommend you check this out definitely and finally if you're actually looking for some pre-Christmas wrestling you can check out Coventry Pro Wrestling on pay-per-view for their Xmas Bash 2020 Oh yeah, we cannot tell you anything more about it other than that. Uh, but that's uh, Coventry Pro Wrestling at Cov Pro Wrestling, uh, and uh, I know their training is being headed up by a young lady by the name of Kiara, who will be involved in the event somehow. And we look forward to checking it out. We do indeed. Right now. Now we're going to have to sour the the show. Now we're going to have to discuss something that we didn't think we would have to be discussing on this show. Again. Okay. Well, apart from the earlier ep- uh, episodes when, of course. But the reason we did this show is in the wake of everything that came out of Speaking Out and uh with the whole pandemic and brit rest coming back we thought oh it's gonna come back you know foot speaking out has weeded out the worst uh of the cockroaches from wrestling and wrestling's gonna come back and it's gonna be better than ever in the uk and we were so happy about this and we thought you know what let's do a podcast dedicated to british wrestling Let's do a podcast for NXT UK. No, let's do more. Let's do a podcast for the whole of the Brit Rest scene, for all the promotions out there. Let's find out who they are. Let's name events. Let's tell people where to find these guys. And on our previous episode, we decided to uh, mention a company who we were very excited about, and that was New yep. World Entertainment. Uh, the, we, the last week's episode is available. Uh, we decided not to promote the episode after what we found out. Uh, we will be editing out uh, the name of the promotion, which was New World Entertainment. Uh, and they were headed up and run uh, 
by the managing director of this company was one person that we are not going to name directly. No. Can we name his? No. Uh, But you can check it out on bodyslam.net where there is a full article on all of this. So it starts off with him talking to, I guess, a colleague, maybe somebody in the PR department, marketing department, something, uh, talking about a female uh, performer that he's going to be having on their roster. Uh, One, uh, we're going to, we mentioned her earlier, it's Lucia Lee. Uh, And he started questioning about her relationship status, something that, regardless of anything, is not none of his business whatsoever. When this other member of staff has tried to tell him that this isn't uh, his business and that it's not his right to ask those questions, he turned around and said, I don't know, it's all this speaking out bullshit. Worst turn of phrase you could ever put. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the speaking out was not bullshit for one. The speaking out is not bullshit. The speaking out movement is going to continue, and it will, and it is never has been, and it never will be bullshit. Uh, so that's 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 one. He then talks to, I guess, possibly even. Maybe another one, another member of staff, or maybe even the same member of staff. Uh, and they're talking about uh, some upcoming show information. And he mentions the fact that he has hired Hari Singh. And uh, to which the other member of uh, staff has been, oh, wow, yeah, that's great. That's brilliant. Uh, was, she, was he asking to be on the show or whatnot? And he re- he replied with, ha, 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 LOL, he actually wasn't, but I needed someone for my Asian demographic now that I've lost chic. Right? One, wrestlers of any ethnicity are not demographics. They are just wrestlers. There are not demographics for you or you your audience, yes, they're in marketing, and yet, yes, you can say that, oh, it's PR, it's marketing, it's just a term. It's not. They are not a demographic. Simple. They are just a wrestler, another wrestler, a wrestler who is a good enough wrestler to be on your show. Because you know what? If there's not a wrestler of ethnicity good enough to be on your show, you don't have to put a wrestler of ethnicity on your show, but there are some fantastic wrestlers of ethnicity in the UK. The UK is a saucepan of different ethnicities. We have got one of the greatest BAME group of wrestlers there are. Um, We have, at the moment, um, in NXT, the gentleman getting the biggest push is one of the biggest British legends around is Rampage Jackson. Okay. We have got so many amazing wrestlers that aren't necessarily of the traditional white British look. 
But our favourite female wrestler, Aaliyah James, she isn't the look everybody would assume as a British wrestler, but she is. We judge wrestlers on their ability. We judge wrestlers on the fact that they are willing to put their lives on the line, to put themselves on the line to entertain us. Mm. They are not there just for you to source a demographic, for you to get some extra customers in your building. And it's, and it's again, it's just more instances of disgusting language. Uh, this was followed by him using uh, sympathetic self-harming, oh, sorry, using self-harming instances to gain sympathy. Then, to finally put the nail on this guy's back and bury him for fucking good, was another leak message of really, really inappropriate discussion with a 15-year-old minor. Yeah, Work. trying to get her to visit him on her own mm. without any kind of um, uh, representation from anybody else, without any family members, and it Asking got even worse than that. photos and images as well of her. It's just goddamn wrong. And it's the final nail in this guy's coffin in his instance in this wrestling industry here in the UK. He is dead and buried. And we know for a fact that the police have contact people regarding these instances. In particular the incident with the 15-year-old minor. And yeah. thank God and thank goodness. And thank you, Lucia Lee, who brought this attention to the people. Yeah, that is an incredibly brave thing to have done. It's an incredibly brave thing supporting people and we really do appreciate it. Also, another shout out to Stu Allen um, for sending out more um, messages to show exactly what this person had been doing. So guys, thank you for standing up and trying to protect other people within the industry. Indeed. And thank you to the wrestlers who responded the way they should. Amen. Responded like Spike Trevay, who responded by saying that he would not be fulfilling any of his announced dates with New World's Entertainment. And thank Lucia Lee. Thank you to Alexis Falcon, who also uh, clarified that she would not be working for New World Entertainment. And she also made it nice and clear for people out there that yes, these guys had their DBS checks in place. Yes, these guys had all the wafers and all the signs and the code of conducts and things they had put in place following the first speaking out and the, the movement that these uh, code of conducts, dignities and workplace needed to be in place for promotions. And not just them, but, you know, thank you to uh, Fissage, Simon Hill, Ivy, Kings of the North, Joel Redman, RJ Singh, Roy Johnson, Reese Ryan, Molly Spartan, Mike Angus, Simon Hill, and so many others who 
came out and condemned this company and said that they would not be working for them. And, and just to say, um, for anyone that thinks, oh, God, don't you ever get tired of telling this story? No. Okay. What if someone hears it who needs to hear it? What if someone hears it who needs the help? There are people that will have your back. And yes, we will keep talking about it on our podcast and we will keep supporting people when they need support and we'll keep thanking people when they do the right thing. Indeed. Uh, which leads me to a second unfortunate instance. Now, uh, this was brought uh, by, to the attention by Sarah, a uh, ring announcer uh, for several companies. And they, she brought to the awareness that all-star wrestling are using a wrestler by the name of Hellraiser Hudson. Okay, now Hellraiser Hudson had been called out originally during the first speaking out movement. In fact, he was one of the first names mentioned in many people's books. Uh, we're just going to pull off a few tweets. Unfortunately, I couldn't find out any of uh, the original tweets, but I've got uh, the tweets that people have sent out to say that this isn't right. So here we go. They book Danny Hudson, who during the speaking out movement was named, as I dare to say, the most foul, disgusting people in British wrestling. Uh, another tweet here. Fuck off, Danny Hudson used to send me the weirdest messages. I can't believe he's still getting booked. That was from a young uh, woman who attends that. Uh, dear Adam spoke up to say, anybody who asks, for fuck's sake, this is... Uh, Surrounding certain people disappoints me, and it's just another case of obviously. Well, I'll be honest. I didn't know. Her, I don't know who Hellraiser Hudson is. I never followed his career. I he's somebody who is not new to me. So if didn't have if this hadn't been brought to the attention by people, I wouldn't have thought there was anything wrong with him being on this show. But thanks to people out there who are making things like this making people aware I can say that uh, you know until they pull anything off we will not promote anything for all star wrestling yeah it's as simple as that I will not tell you the show that he is supposed to be on because I will not talk about their shows No, uh, I believe they're going to be losing a lot of wrestlers as well Mm. and they are one of the biggest one of the biggest and oldest Companies in the wrestling in UK, mm. wrestling, all star wrestling. So yeah, you're gonna lose a lot of people uh, over this. A lot of fans and a lot of wrestlers. Mm. Uh, one of those who will make sure of this is a company called BWR, British Wrestling Revolution, who, following these latest speaking out announcements, has created an update of their own. And they've made it aware that BWR would encourage all talent to take a hard look at who they agreed to perform for and alongside. Because they will be taking a hard line when considering booking individuals that do not, be, do not appear to be taking this responsibility seriously. And a round of applause, them for that. Amen. All right. So... Because it's not just down. Yes, we 
which will bring me on to my next one because, yes, wrestlers that pull themselves from shows, they are independent contractors. This means that they are going to they are going to lose money by not performing on people's shows. That's the unfortunate side to saying, well, wrestlers need to unite and stand, and we need to just pull yourselves from shows. There, there is money to consider, but mm. there is also safety to consider for so many different people, so many young female talents. There's such a safety of issue. And that's why, again, so Wrestle Island, we spoke about them earlier, Wrestle Island, uh, because of their charitable work and the fact that they're working alongside Maria May to help uh, her with her legal costs. They have vowed to stand behind wrestlers who stand up to abusers. They have said that if you cancel bookings due to being on a show with an abuser, to message them. And they'll either help them to find new shows to work for, or if it really comes to it, they may even help them out of pocket to help these guys uh, with their financial costs of dropping out of shows. And again, we round of applaud them. Indeed. You know, and people say, oh, they're just doing it for PR. You don't know that. They are doing this for the heart. And I certainly like to think that they're just, they, that these companies are doing it for the right reasons out there. I don't believe these people are out here doing it for the wrong reasons. I follow Wrestle Island closely on Twitter. I've seen what they've tweeted since the beginning. Uh, they called out companies like ICW early on for not responding to anything. They work with companies like Progress because of the way they did respond to everything. So thank you, Wrestle Island. Thank, thank you very much. British Wrestling Revolution. And if you'd ever love to come on this show, we would love to have you on here. We would love to... That gives you an avenue if you want it. If you don't, you know, if you, if you would like somewhere to come and talk to and quite have an extra in, platform, spread your word. We would quite, we'd be more than willing to uh, affiliate with that and work with you. And uh, we, we would like, we would like to do what we can to help guys like you. Okay. So, right. Should, should, let's get to a bit more positive. Before we get straight on to NXT UK, uh, we have uh, some new things on the WWE Network. We uh, do indeed. We have got the best of... Go on. Best I of Mark if... Andrews on progress. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, we have a new episode of... ICW Fight Club. Now, do you know why it's so smoky in their arena? Why? where they've been burning all the evidence um, <laughs> and then WXW's Catch Grand Prix week 5 indeed where you can catch a uh, British performer Carwin Noir uh, representing the UK flag with pride uh, we'll give you an update on how he got on during the tournament at the end of the show when we do our uh, British uh, wrestlers wrestling abroad uh, right Time to talk some NXT UK. 
great show. Great show. How, how can they keep putting together shows like this? Every time you think they've peaked, it gets better. They can. They just they put on some really, really great matches once again. Uh, the, the whole show got right into it, right from the off-go. We had Isla Dawn taking on Kaylee Ray. Now, I assume this was an, uh, a non-title match. I don't remember them saying either way. I don't believe it was a title match. Yeah, I just, but, you know, say non-title or say title match. Either way, just let us know. But Because uh, if you don't, we're going to make the assumption... That the champion's going to win. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, well, I think it was probably going to be a given anyway. Poor Isla Dawn. <laughs> Bless uh, her. Poor, poor Isla. Anyway, uh, the two Scottish ladies, they locked up straight away. Uh, Kelly Ray getting a little bit of advantage. Jen started to unleash her vicious side. Uh, Isla Dawn hits back with a fiery... Uh, Come back, hit some really nice kicks and knees, actually rocking the champion for a uh, brief moment. Uh, she <laughs> hit the beautiful uh, dangerous backdrop, uh, which she used to defeat Sire Brookside last week. I actually just wanted to pick up on this. It's something we didn't talk about last week, but it wouldn't matter anyway because we're not really promoting that show. But do you notice they had back-to-back matches one with that move? Yes. Don't do that, WWE. Don't do that, NXT UK. That's bad. <laughs> they don't have two matches finished with the same move. It's it's not good. Anyway, it did not work this time uh, as KB Ray was able to kick out uh, two. Uh, they started to trade moves back and forth. Uh, KB Ray gets on a Koji clutch. Isla Dawn makes it to the ropes. Uh, KB Ray hits with a big super kick. Into the gory bomb. One, two, three. What were your thoughts? My thoughts were Kaylee Ray is wonderfully vicious. Mm. Beautifully vicious. But also, in the best Ric Flair way, can look like she's begging off at times in a protecting herself way. Mm. Great. Yeah, because she's she's dreadfully small for that women's division. Uh... She, she she must be the smallest, lightest on the uh, on the. Mm, it's between her and Ginny, but Ginny has bulked I, up. I would say she's put on more than Ginny. It's more like her and uh, Zaya Brookside, who seems to have gone the other way and lost and built that muscle mass. But uh, it yeah, she but she and she makes up with that with her viciousness, and she's believable with her viciousness and the way she goes about her in-wing work that makes her believable as somebody as a champion yeah and yeah, uh, she she is a believable champion she is a respected champion as well even if you hate her you got to understand that she's doing it well she's representing championship well yeah great mm. isla dawn isla dawn looked again she did uh this was uh it's it seemed a bit you know, they gave her a win over Zaya Brookside last week, albeit with uh, Nina Samuel's distraction. Hmm. But, uh, but again, it kind of just just like, 
just completely knocked the wins out of the sales. So it was like, what was the point of even giving it that win last week? Yeah. Um, I, I hope that they kind of just take her away, uh, put her to one side, leave her off television for a couple of weeks, bring her back with a new, much darker gimmick. Don't be the white witch anymore. Let's be the dark witch. Let's be the evil witch. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm keen to see her partner with her one of the real life partners of Pretty Deadly. I'm not sure she she's with Sam or Lewis. She's with one of them. Uh, she could do a whole thing. Uh, you know what, Andy? I could really get behind that. Yeah, especially if it's split up pretty deadly. No, no, no. <laughs> I say keep them together. I even think to maybe have them under some sort of love spell, maybe. Use a bit of magic, use a bit of mystique, turn them a bit darker, a bit more gothic. They might as well be gothic, just because we, we, we both agree that the uh, their gimmick doesn't work. You know, we disagree on the fact that I think they're absolutely fantastic workers, but uh, and a great team. We just don't. I just I do agree that their uh, gimmick and whole look is a bit. Mm. But I also think part of the reasons why I might think highly of them a bit more is that I was following them on the independent scene as well. So I've seen them play both as a. Uh, baby faces and heels and I've seen how good they can be when they're wrestling a bit more free and not just say on the uh, NXT UK and the WWE Working to the timescales and yeah. the WWE way. When and as... more expressive matches, they've had some really great matches. Uh, definitely check out their stuff for progress. They do this and... great move. One move that I really love is where they do... So basically, one... Uh, everyone would be in the corners, one each corner, uh, and they'll run towards them, and the guys will be coming towards them, and they'll do a crossover. One goes underneath with a spear while the other one comes in with a... Uh, European uppercut? European uppercut, uh, yeah, screwing European uppercut, and it always looked great. Mm. But, uh, and I haven't seen them do that move on NXT UK yet, but... Uh, Maybe when earlier in the year, but I've tend to have forgotten everything that happened earlier in the year now. <laughs> well, as you always say at this point, Andy, that's what we love about wrestling. We can disagree. Yeah. We can like different things, but we still will come together on the wrestling. Indeed. Uh, Kaylee LeRae, uh, not Kaylee LeRae, Kaylee Ray. Uh, then did a nice little promo following, just basically saying, I'm going to be champion forever, so get used to this, because it's going to be forever. I hope she's champion for a long time, ideally until travel bans stop, and she can go against Sasha Banks, because her against Sasha Banks will be amazing. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Indeed. And, uh, yeah, uh, I can't see anybody ready as a face anyway. To take the title from her, no, nah. uh, definitely not. They've they've blown their load early with um, Piper Niven. Um, there isn't anybody else ready to step up. I like Aoife Valkyrie. Big fan of her. I don't think she's ready to step up. I no. like. We Danny. love Aaliyah James. She's not ready to step up yet. No, 
I think she's the more polished. I think she would be the one mm. to do it at some point. Uh, Danny Luna, again, love her. Just not quite ready. Zaya Brookside. If you had asked me this prior to lockdown, I would have said, yeah, she's the girl. That's the one. I don't, haven't been, you know, she, judging from the matches she's had back at NXT UK since the return, again, she doesn't look ready. No. And therefore, it just leaves me with Kaylee Lorray. It's just got to beat all of these girls one by one until one of them is finally ready. <laughs> <laughs> we then have some exciting news. We do. Oh, some exciting news. Yes, indeed. Because uh, Ben Carter is coming to NXT UK. Woohoo! And we did know about this quite early on. I think it was actually back on one of the first few episodes of TNT. We mentioned the fact that he has signed for the WWE. Uh, we did assume he would be coming back to the NXT UK because he didn't actually have a work permit for America. He just had a study visa for the USA and uh, was actually working shows for free because he loved wrestling that much, plus to gain experience. Although probably got a bit of money under the table. <laughs> he was uh, probably doing it the Colt Cabana way. He was working for subway cards. Yeah, that's it. And of course, uh he was trained by Seth Rollins, and they make mention of this in the uh promo that they give him. Uh we also saw Ashton Carter, uh, the Gallas boys, and did I say Ash- uh, Ashton Smith? I called him yeah. Ashton Carter. Ashton Smith. You're combining the tag team <laughs> and making them have their own name together. Ashton Carter is their tag name. <laughs> right. Uh, but, yeah, either way, super exciting. Really looking forward to it. Speaking of Seth Rollins, did we congratulate um, himself and Becky Lynch on their baby recently? Well, has the wee one dropped? Oh, yeah, they've had a lovely, lovely photo done of, of hands together. Oh, oh yes. wow. So congratulations, congratulations to Seth Rollins and to Becky Lynch and their little bundle of joy. Indeed. And no more comments about them from people out there. I saw some. Anyway, Ilya Dragunov, he made his... Uh, we saw him for the first time since his uh, defeat to Walter in a video promo in which he says he will be starting once again from the very beginning. A very good place to start. He, he just um, looked like he was about to cry most of the time throughout that, didn't he? He's just awesome. He really is. I had a friend come up to me the other day um, who is an occasional wrestling fan. And he came up to me and he said, I was listening to Jim Cornette and he said about this wrestling match, this British one. And I watched it for the first time. And this Ivan Drag bloke, yeah, Ilya Dragunov, said, yeah, he got the shit kicked out of him. I said, yeah. He said, no, but he, he got the shit kicked out of him. I was like, yes, yes. This is British wrestling. This is <laughs> European wrestling, granted, but this is British wrestling. They don't pull their punches. No. Oh. Uh, it was a hell of a match, great match, and yeah, he did really get the kick shoot out of him, didn't he? Poor old Ilya, uh, who, like I said, almost looked like he was in tears throughout this promo. Uh, which, when he has a bit of a baby face, didn't <laughs> 
But uh, it was, you know, uh, it's an interesting promo choice to say. It was very interesting as well because it means they're keeping him face. It would have been an excellent way to turn him heel, Mm -hmm. to have him come back as a pissed off, beaten down, right, this has happened to me, so I'm going to hurt everybody else on the way. But they do appear to be keeping him face. Yes. Yes. Uh, So that's good. Uh, And it looks like he might be taking his uh, contact lenses out and wrestling with his baby blue eyes instead. Right. Talking about people getting the shit kicked out of them. (laughs) Good old uh, Levi Muir and Jack Stars. They actually won a match. It was an match, but they won a match. (laughs) The British Job Squad. (laughs) The British Job Squad. Levi Muir and uh, Jack Stars. So it starts off with Stars. He's not able to do much against Saxon Huxley. In comes Levi Muir. He's able to actually match the strength of Huxley, but Huxley is wild and unorthodox. Just slapped him out the sky. Yeah, right out the sky. It was quite fun. I was actually quite, I don't know. Because uh, I think uh, Saxon had gone off to the ropes. Levi's gone up to do the old leapfrog and he just went slap. <laughs> he won't be doing that. Yes, beautiful sound. Beautiful sound. And uh, so that got uh, Jack Stars back in the match. Uh, they tried a little bit of double team. Uh, <laughs> then uh, Saxon Hutchins literally just threw uh, Jack Stars across the ring. Literally, just Yeah, and um, what distance did he get? Gavlin. It was like the old days. I know I always use ECW because I love ECW. But it was like the old days. It was like watching Spike Dudley getting thrown by um, anyone. <laughs> it was like watching the Berserker from a job guy over the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> Seldom will so, love that. <laughs> he will. Right, so then Stars was able to get enough space to tag in Levi Muir, who came in like a house... On fire! I've never understood that because you know, house and fires don't really go anywhere; they just sort of drop. Just, but... just don't know. But it's a great, <laughs> great, great British wrestling term. <laughs> Came in like a house on fire, and he looked awesome. He really did. It was, I was really impressed by Levi Muir. But uh, so again, Huxley manages to get himself back into the match. Uh, but then Stars comes back in. They hit another bit of double team. Stars gets to roll up. One, two, three. Jack Stars pins somebody on WWE television, and Levi Muir and Jack Stars pick up a win. Now uh, you see, I don't drink. And I had to double check and make sure that nobody had spiked my drink when I saw this happen. <laughs> no, I, I like the way it did because uh, Jack Stars had gone over for the. Oh, what's that one called where they go? I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, victory. No, it's not the victory roll. Uh, but he's gone for a pin attempt. Uh, Huxley's got a hold of the ropes and Levi Moore just. Max's his hands. Huxley lets go of the ropes. Gets caught in a roll-up. One, two, three. And it is a victory. Uh, but it's which, not the end. After which Huxley went, no, I'm not having now. I'm not being beat by the job squad. So he then uh, started beating Double up. Double clothesline to the back of the neck. Yeah. And out came Dave Mastiff. 
Yeah. And you know what I liked about this? Mastiff came out in his street clothes. He didn't come out dressed as a wrestler. He came out looking like he legitimately came out the back wearing dress shoes, black trousers, black top. He literally just looked like he had legitimately come from the back to help. Don't wear skinny jeans. We said it to Pete Dunn. We're going to say it to you. <laughs> Don't wear skinny jeans. What I want to know is how the hell he can, right? Yeah. Mastiff is not a slim lad. And as I said earlier, I've got a 38-inch waist, and I used to play a lot of rugby. I have got big manly thighs. I can't get into skinny jeans. You need to spray the bastards on. I can't get... I'm I'm not even big, and I can't get into skinny jeans. It's, just, it's too uncomfortable in that area. <laughs> It's not. I don't uh, want to be discussing your area. We've had enough is. about speaking out. Yeah. Let's move on. Piper Niven shows Sid Scala security uh, wait, camera we, footage. We should, well, let's, let's discuss some of the things. Levi Muir was awesome. I was really impressed by Levi Muir throughout this match. He reminds me a bit of Chris Masters when he first came in. He's got hmm. that same build. He's got the same sort of trying to do power moves, but also lock in the occasional submission. Yeah. Indeed, he's very athletic. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be something to him. He seems to have some charisma to him. Uh, and as he's extremely powerful, extremely athletic. I see good things in like Levi Muir's future. Do you reckon they could put him in the 205 bracket? Yeah. Carrying all that muscle, he's got to be over 205, hasn't he? I'd have thought so, but you never know. You never know. Maybe they can get him to run around in a chicken suit. I mean, they got Buddy Murphy to uh, wrestle in 205, and he was clearly about 220 pounds. <laughs> they, should, they, should, they should have just gone with the uh, Japanese way system because the Super Juniors in Japan is 225. Uh, but, well, but that would be the entire WWE UK roster. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think he's got something. Uh, I heard uh, Michael Cole point three zero call uh, Jack Stars a gatekeeper. That's a new way of calling somebody a jobber. And I think I was going to say less gatekeeper, more sort of like maybe door knocker. He wouldn't be small very, latch. He wouldn't be very good gatekeeper because do you know how many people he's let through that bloody gate? <laughs> maybe sleeping policeman yeah I'm, I'm sorry stars you're a fantastic wrestler we do not doubt this for one second you also look like you're in phenomenal shape uh, sorry you're oh, you stars okay Huxley was good uh, I, I thought it was still a bit weird to actually have him lose the handicap match yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. You don't normally have the handicap team, team win, so no. that was quite surprising. Uh, Mastiff attack, as you say, came out and uh, ran him off. That was pretty good. Uh, so uh, it looks like it's going to be Mastiff and uh, Rampage mm. down the line. Because, uh, yes, uh, Pip, Piper Niven uh, next. Uh, I don't. You saw what? What? I did not get this whatsoever. <laughs> um, I don't think she did either. I'm curious because at the moment, when the WWE NXT UK women are in the ring, 
they're putting on some cracking matches. Mm. When they're doing promos, not so much. The yeah. only thing that's been realistic so far has been sort of like Ginny mm. and Piper hitting her. But and Kaylee Ray. And Kaylee Ray. Mm, yes, yeah, I thought she did a yeah, good promo earlier. I don't want to knock the promos aspect of it. It's it's just that it's it's not working. Something isn't there. I don't know who's doing the writing, but um, it ain't working for yeah, me. It, I just this whole thing was weird. I mean, Piper Nivingham storming into Sid Scala. Eh, did you see this? All right, show you, and then it's the security footage of her doing some workout. And she goes off camera, and somebody brings out one of those little box things on wheels to carry the equipment. Uh, then Piper came back and was like, wait, this box wasn't here when I was here a minute ago. So she opens up the box. And what happens? And nothing. There was a chair in there. And on the chair, there was a note. And then she went, but she slammed the note into Sid Scala and said, I want her in a match, basically. And you, I think you saw part of the note at this point. It kind of looked like a contract, like, a, you know, a bad WWE contract where it's just their names and all they have to do is sign it because, you know, they, they've left out the 20 pages of... Uh, <laughs> conditions that you actually have with championship uh, contract signings in the UFC and boxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. It was after all that crap. What did we end up with? A match. Yee-hee! A good match time. for three weeks time. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that match. Looking forward to that match. Uh, next up, you had a, a quick interaction between Rampage and. Uh, Mastiff as they walked past each other and they were just like yeah I saw you take care of Huxley nice one you know me I'll fight whoever's in front of me said Mastiff and so yeah I think we know what's happening he said the words I'll fight whoever's in front of me who was in front of him at the time Rampage oh I thought he was talking to the cameraman yeah so there we go. So we're going to have Rampage and Mastiff at some point, obviously, because, you know, God everyone looks watching two big men slapping meat. I do, but give us some originality, uh, you know, show us some creative ways of, uh, you know, it's a bit, it was, it was, you know, I'll fight whoever's in front of me. Yeah, okay, so you two aren't going to be fighting soon then. <laughs> uh, next up, A-Kid is in the ring. Mm. Looking like he's about to go play a round of golf. Yeah, he really did, didn't he? It, it was the country cub scene here. Um, he looked sort of... Well, actually, he looks more like... I don't know if you've seen on Twitter today, Tiger Woods' son has been playing golf and doing very, very well. Um, when you see him and who he talks to, um, he it looks like father and son. It really did, yeah. Oh, God. Well, it's the one thing we said. Don't, give, don't make a kid go up against Walter yet. We said no. that, didn't we? We said that like yes. a few weeks ago. When he won the Heritage, we said... 
just keep him away from water for a year or two. And what do they do? What do they do? What do they do? They have him call out Walter. Oh, Walter's going to do very well in a British rounds system. I think he's going to be absolutely brilliant having a rounds match. Oh, but this is just going to be for the normal NXT UK Championship, so it won't be a heritage match. Mm-hmm. Unless they maybe do like a heritage match in the build-up. I think it could be a best of three. Maybe. Standard match a la Ringkampf, which we'd... Sorry. Standard match a la... Imperium. Imperium. British rounds match a la A-Kid. And then either a <coughs> submissions match or an I quit match. Uh, well, if, if they were to do a best of three, Walter should win match one and then win match two. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sorry, A-Kid. Oh, I just didn't want you to fight Walter yet. Just I wanted you to just put on a bit of meat a little bit more. I want... Andy, did you just say fight Walter? Yeah. Did, did you mean... Get battered by Walter. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want you to get battered by Walter yet. I, I loved Walter in all of this. Yeah. I really did. First of all, he tells A-Kid for not wiping his... Tell, tells A-Kid off for not wiping his feet before entering his ring. I thought, brilliant. Loved that right off the bat. I'm loving this already. And he goes in and he's like, yes, I was impressed. I was impressed with how well you did. But, you know, don't you ever call me out. <laughs> Do you know who I am? I'm in da- Daddy Walter. I run down. And then, after I just, just absolutely chastises him, he then just turns around and turns his back on Aikid and just stands there for the camera before just walking out, standing at the top of the ramp with his little rink... rink uh, Imperium stance. It was just brilliant. He just it made was. it look like a punk. Yep. Um, he demonstrated that he is not afraid of anybody, and he doesn't need to be. He demonstrated that he is a a big, big, beefy man, and I would love it if at some point, and I know this will never happen, I'd love to see him against Brock Lesnar. Oh god, that would be good. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think Brock would actually have that match as well. I think Brock would want that match. I think he would, but I don't I think, think Vince would, would because I think he'd respect the fuck out of Walter, and I think he would let Walter win as well. Yeah, but there's no way Vince will because he won't come over to the US. No, and I respect him for it. Yeah, no, me too. Uh, but as I say, a kid, I love the guy. I'm such a fan of Aiken. He was my number one pick for a reason. But oh my god, Aiken, no, don't fight Walter now. Personally, he should at most go up against uh, that cruiserweight champion bloke and beat him. Oh, the um, the genital manipulator. Yeah, I think he should beat him for that. Then we mm-hmm. can give uh, him to Walter and then Walter can slap him about a bit. I like that. That works. Hmm. You know, have him lose his title, then have him get the crap kicked out of him by Walter. <laughs> uh, Kenny Williams was in the trainer's room to tell Amir uh, Jordan that he's not going to be able to wrestle. 
but he sells me a Jordan. I spotted holes in your game that I think I can fix for you. And says he'll be there to support him during his singles run. So that's coming to blow soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably good. Uh, need to end that. Uh, Trent Seven then did a backstage interview looking like an avant-garde French hipster. Uh, he only needed the beret and then he would have yeah. been there. Uh, in which he basically says, uh, you know, I was focused too much in the past. I put too much pressure on myself. I cost myself that match. I need to go, re- go away and reevaluate. <laughs> So he's going to be gone for a little while, but he'll be back. Rampage Brown came out next to take on Josh Morrell. Uh, yeah. Rampage Brown basically squashed Josh Morrell, who did show mm. us some great uh, athleticism. Some funky yeah, he also um, got thrown rather high in the air, didn't he? He did right at the beginning. Uh, he also landed on uh, Rampage's head with the one of the spinny, flippy, standing moonsault type things. I don't think Rampage was best too uh, appreciative of it. Uh, well, he didn't look too happy uh, either way. He looked uh, pissed. Uh, you know, Morel just kind of dodged, jumped, flipped, dived around the place, keeping out Rampage's thing, and then finally just boom, one big clothesline. One big power bomb, one big doctor bomb. It was all over. One, two, three. Great squash match. Needs to uh, just keep pumping Rampage up in this like. Uh, if they're going to let Jack Stars and um, uh, Levi Muir win some matches, yeah, Josh Morrell can be a, a nice new stumble. Yeah, indeed. I think Josh Morrell uh, could would also be a decent acting partner for the, the incoming Ben Carter. Yeah. Um, or he could be, you know, um, the third member of Pretty Deadly that we could all forget about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up was the Tag Team Championship match. The main event of the evening for the champions Galas to take on the challengers. Eddie Dennis's hunt. And uh, the Gallus shouldn't be good guys. They shouldn't be faces. They just, just shouldn't. They don't look right as faces. They don't come off well as faces. They don't uh, wrestle as faces. They don't wrestle as faces. This made the hunt look ridiculous because the hunt tried to act like they're like Legion of Doom, but they look like tiny dwarf they, people compared to When they to were Gallus. against them, yeah, when, when you have pictures of against them, um, it reminded me a little bit of Lord of the Rings and dwarves coming up against orcs. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're not attractive people. That would no. be horrible. I'm saying that they were diddy, but muscly, against some guys that were big and muscly. Mm. But yeah, having the hunt as your hard, evil heel, no. Yeah, it just did not. Uh, the whole thing, it was a good enough match i suppose mm. uh they... primate came out of it looking good yeah primate looked absolutely uh brilliant mm. powerful strong uh it's it's hitchman who came off looking like an act like an actual dwarf as you say uh <laughs> i did use that word didn't i you did but no he, he did he looked like he did look like a dwarf from uh lord of the rings mm. In- you know his beard the whole thing he does and 
when next to a member of Gallus, he dated like an orc, and it just looked silly. Yes. Uh, eventually, uh, Eddie Dennis tried to get involved. Joe Coffey came out to make uh, the save. Uh, then Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster happened to come out as well and push the hunt off the top ropes. Gallus said, we'll take that, and just gave uh, Mike Hitchman a good uh, kick and slam, pinned him one, two, three. Uh, when uh, Eddie Dennis and the hunt had left, uh, out came pretty deadly, giving up. Ooh, we're... They do that weird finger thing, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know what it is. Like, hand wavy fingers. Mm-hmm. It isn't good. <laughs> Just hands. Wild <laughs> boar is five foot six. Mm. I thought, yeah. yeah, I mean, so yeah, he's smaller than I am. Nine inches shorter than me. And he weighs 180 pounds. Hmm. And he could still beat the living shit out of me. Yeah, beat the living crap out of me too. But couldn't <laughs> beat the living crap out of fucking Gallas boys. No, definitely not. So this looks like it's going to be leading on to a big a nice man tag match. <laughs> a, a nice Christmas present for us all. A big multi-man tag match. Because WWE has no idea how to book tag matches. So they just... Book multi multi tag matches instead at every pay per view. Instead of having just a multi man tag, how about having a battle broil? Mm. All of them in the ring at the same time. I mean, I told you about it the other week that uh, Grizzled Young Veterans, as far as I am aware, as far as I have seen, and I want to be proven wrong on this, have never lost their titles in a straightforward. Two on two tag match. So mm-hmm. please out there if, if I'm wrong, call me out on this. But uh yeah, so Ashton and Oliver Carter come out, they beat up pretty deadly a little bit, throw him in the ring. Then Dallas boys beat up pretty deadly and then they threw him out the ring. So I'm sure you and Stephen were uh, smiling away at this. And I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> and I, I was like, damn you, how dare you treat Pretty Deadly like that? They are the best tag team in the division. <laughs> yes, they are. And we're going to prove it when we do the uh, awards next year. Best tag team in WWE NXT UK. When we do that, we're going we're gonna to let the people let us know who they think is the best NXT UK <laughs> team. And I guarantee you Pretty Deadly will be up there. They probably will because they actually have some of the longest tenure as an NXT UK tag team. And um, you have your nose firmly up their posteriors. Indeed. <laughs> I mean, cause, but the problem is, is Grizzled Young Veterans are now in NXT... Mm-hmm. Uh, Imperium are now on NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, Birch and Lawson are now on NXT. Mustache Mountain are no more. 
Yeah, that's a shame that so. because um, I, I, I'm I'm going to hope that the person I, I can't say who I'm buying it for, but I have bought some Mustache Mountain T-shirts for people this year as Christmas presents. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be back. I think it'll be the way to bring them back eventually. Let them both go away. Bring them back. Have them win the tag team championships. <laughs> I think. Anyway, let's get down to some voting. The ladies match. Kaylee K. Lee Ray versus I. La Dawn. Squash match 2.5 lumps of sugar. Squash match three lumps of sugar. Ooh, that was nice. Indeed. Uh, Next up was a handicap match. Two and a half lumps of sugar in my tea. I feel that the wrong team won, but I liked the way that Mastiff came out, and it will be two and a half lumps for me. Hmm. Uh, Next up, we had the Rampage squash match. Three Ah. in my tea. It's Rampage. It has to be an automatic five, but no, I, I will do three. Three. Three sugars in our tea for both of us there. And finally, uh, the NXT UK Championship tag match. Uh, three, three stars, three sugars in my tea. Yeah, three sugars in my tea. Mm, I think that's generous. I think it's going to have to be... Two and a half. I can't buy the hunt. Yeah. In that match. No, not in that match. No. I guess Flash and uh, Mandrews. Fine. Against Gallas. No. Uh, they barely looked it when they took on uh, Pretty Deadly earlier in the year. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's. I just. It's right. something. Anyway, overall, overall. I'm going to go. I'm going to give it a free overall as well for me. I think I've been quite consistent about for my match, so I'm going to go free sugars overall for me. I'm actually I'm going to go a little bit more than that because of if we ignore the Piper Niven Sid Scala bit, um, the promos and the interviews were fantastic. Trent was good. Another couple of spray on jeans, and um, the interview with Walter and A Kid. While oh no, a kid's going to die, um, was still really exciting. So three and a half lumps of sugar in my tea. There we go. Uh, let's just quickly round up some people. Uh, over in Germany, Cara Noir has made it to the final of the WXW Catch Grand Prix, only to be defeated by Marius Al Annie. Uh, over to Japan, Chris Brooks has been competing in the DDT Pro Catch Grand Prix and he fell out only at six points. Uh, he then lost a tag team match recently, but he will be tag teaming with fellow British wrestler Drew Parker. Mm. And they are set to face the Astronauts for the BJW tag titles. Uh, Chris Brooks, Drew Parker should be interesting. Uh, good match, good team. Yep, it's got potential. I think we'll be uh seeing them 
lifting the titles and representing the UK over in Japan. Yeah. Uh, Will Ospreay has been teaming with his Empire faction, Jeff Cobb, and... Jeff Cobb and the great Okan. They've been taking on Okada and partners Tanahashi and Toa Hena. And basically, they've won every match in the last three matches they've had on the 15th, on the 16th, and on the 18th. They, Will Ospreay and their team, have won. And also won again actually today. I forgot to mention. And Will Ospreay in that lot kicked the crap out of uh, Tanahashi afterwards. Zack Sabre <laughs> Jr. and Tai Chi have been teaming with Doki against G.O.D. and a random member of Bullet Club. Uh, they have been getting the upper hand all of that as well. So Will Ospreay and Zack Sabre Jr. have been winning every match on the road to uh, Wrestle Kingdom, which means they will be losing at Wrestle Kingdom. Yes, yes uh, it does. Should D. Sugar Duncanton. Possibly mm. know him better as Pineapple Pete, although don't call him that. He's been dropping some serious promos on Twitter. You should definitely check them out. Uh, if you want to check out where he's been wrestling recently, it's Action Wrestling, Big South Wrestling, and Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, as well as Paradigm Wrestling and GCW. AEW Kip Sabian is getting married to Penelope Ford. There's going to be an announcement about it next week. And Who's going to end up in the cake? Uh, probably Kip Sabian. They need to stop looking Kip Sabian better than this. Uh, Pack has uh, returned. He ran off Eddie Kingston. He'll be facing the Butcher next Wednesday. Yeah, I was slightly confused by this. Does that put Pack in a face position? Does that put Eddie Kingston in a face position? Neither of them should be in a face position. Apparently there are no faces in all things in AEW. This is one of their mantras. There are no heels or faces. They're old wrestling terms and we don't use them anymore when you blatantly have faces and heels in your company. And the fact is, just most of them are bloody heels. I don't think there's any faces left in the company other than Cody Rhodes. Everyone else is just random. And, uh, and Orange Cassidy. And Orange Cassidy, yes, of course. Let's not forget him. Anyway, on NXT, let's talk about some real wrestlers. Finn Balor <laughs> will be set to face Kyle O'Reilly on New Year's Evil, January 6th. This is after Kyle O'Reilly beat Pete Dunne on the latest NXT. Dane Maverick, uh, yeah, no, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick will be teaming. Uh, to face Birch and Loney Orkin, Ernie Lorcan for a tag team titles in a street fight. That Anto- would be good. And Tony Storm renewed her old rivalry with Rhea Ripley. Only this time, Storm is the heel and Ripley is the face. <laughs> Thank goodness for variety. Thank goodness for variety. And overall, that has been one hell of a week of wrestling. Yeah, it's been a good week for wrestling. I am very happy with my week of wrestling and I'm very excited for Christmas. I am very excited for Ref Pros on the 27th, which we will definitely talk about when we come back. And I am super duper excited to finally be dropping our 
awesome interview, our first interview for Tea and Tights with Andy Scott about Chick Cocky Knight, the uh, villain. London's lovable villain. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, and as I say, we'll be coming with you with probably a new format for next year as well. So do check that out. We'll be looking. And as we say, our first episode back will be a awards show. We will round up the NXT UK, but we'll probably just leave it at that. Just NXT UK in the awards. Until then, we will see you next week. We have been three, well, two men drinking tea talking about men in tights and we really hope you had a great year and we hope you have a merry christmas and we hope to see you back with us next year we do indeed merry christmas merry christmas and don't feed the trolls